Welcome to the playground where the players play. <laughs> I'm your host. My name is Eddie Flewellen, and today's guest is none other than Penny Ford. Penny, welcome to the show. Hi. All right. Penny is singer, songwriter, producer, solo artist from, you know, hey, what, the last time we saw each other was what, like, a, what, late 1900s? <laughs> Probably. I don't even know who I who was I singing with? Shaka or was Let's I see. doing Snap or what was and I that? Doing? Shoot. Snap came a little bit later. Yeah. And we're gonna I want you to cover all that, you know. But yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I don't I don't know who I was climax because Barry White, I don't know who I was singing with somebody. And with all those people, with just the people that you mentioned, that just shows as far as like Penny what Penny's done, the vocal dynamo that she is. I mean, just just super talented. And 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 let me let me just share one quick thing. Uh oh. Of course. You, oh you know, my God. You, know, you remember that a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, <laughs> far away? Yes, I <laughs> and, do. And of course, we got it. We got it like, oh, you do. We made the Yeah. It was so literal. <laughs> I mean, they were so like, okay. And, and you know what? If I hadn't stopped them, they were going to put some pennies on the cover, too. You know, that Ooh, was actually. No, no, they yeah, weren't. They were, they were, that was actually a 1941 Ford Roadster. I was going to ask you about that car. How did you get that? Uh, Mr. Simmons got that. Okay. You know what okay. I'm saying? <laughs> and for those who don't know, that's Lonnie know. Simmons. Lonnie Simmons, who's the, the owner, president, Simmons. CEO yes. at Total Experience Records. Absolutely. And um, I don't know if we share kind of share, share the same story, but different artists, but you know, it was indeed a total experience. <laughs> it was indeed. A total okay. experience. I mean, it's so it's, it was such an experience that you really would have to be there to understand the gravity of what we're Very saying. Very well put. <laughs> Very well put. You would have had to be there. You're absolutely right. But before we go there, let's let's go back to your beginning. You know, to, to your okay. childhood and all that. And there is a question that I'm going to ask you. For those that don't know, like I said, it's been so long since Penny and I have seen each other and all that. But next time I caught up with Penny, if you want to, put, if I can put it that way, um, she's in Germany. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> when yeah. did that happen? So, yeah, and that's a good thing for me too, because I'm, I'm, I'm even learning even with this that hey, we can reach across the ocean with with this. So, I'm 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 glad of that. So, um, we and we're going to touch on that part. We're going to touch on that part of the story as well, because uh, you told me as far as like the language and that you don't speak German. Oh yeah, I don't. We'll come. Speak we'll come. German we'll come to that. We're going to come okay, back to all that. Right, all right, all right. <laughs> But yeah, let's go back to your beginning, like like your uh, your your young child and all that, and 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 your singing, right? Your introduction to music. How did that How did that come about? Did Did the family hear you and say, "Hey, we got something here"? Well, no. I mean, because my whole family, pretty much, everybody was in the business, mm -hmm. and my grandmother raised me in Ohio, in Cincinnati to be shout out to Ohio guys, by the way guys right <laughs> <laughs> shout out OH10 that's right that's um, right <laughs> um um and I was supposed to be a scholar but I there was something in me that had the music thing and I will have to say sir that you were a very big part of that now, oh my you know, I mean, before I was even a teenager, dude, and I had their posters up everywhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, Thank and you the song, that. just like, that. you know, I mean, you know, just like, you know, mm -hmm. everybody knows every single line of uh -oh. those switch songs, you know, Thank like, you. 
sing it all the way into the fade. So I was doing that. That was a part of it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I do have to go back what you, to what you just said. You said you were supposed to be a scholar. Uh, yes. For those who don't know Penny, Penny is a scholar. She just doesn't have the paper, but she is. So, <laughs> yeah, so you go, yeah, girl. <laughs> I, mean, I skipped two grades. I had like, I was a mess. I had ADHD. I had, I was gifted. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to do with me. Mm. So my grandmother channeled all of that energy and I was in cheerleading, volleyball, um, orchestra. I was in ensemble. I was in um, musical theater troupe, the Mm -hmm. Glee Club, Mm -hmm. drum and bugle corps, marching band, anything. I was in Uh, everything. uh African uh dance, jazz dance, low tap, you know, piano lessons. My grandmother just, because they didn't know what to do with all of this energy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was actually reading newspapers at three and I would never even say that to you if there weren't people alive that were that that contested mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when my grandmother started seeing the, the musical thing rising up in me, she got scared. She really just didn't even want to deal with any more rock uh-huh. and roll. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you know, um, my grandparents, my grandmother um my lineage is from Florida, the Georgia, Florida border. Okay. So um, Tallahassee. So the tightrope that people in my family on that side walked was, um, you know, you graduate high school, you go to FAMU. Mm. At college, y'all uh-huh. get a job at Wachovia, you get married, uh-huh. you have your kids. That's what's it, you know. So that I went down this path, this musical path, you know, it's still some people in my family down in Florida that don't understand, you know, mm-hmm. what it is I do. You know, yeah, we saw your little television thing, <laughs> but you should have went to FAMU, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I love it. It's always that. Yeah, we saw your little thing and, you know, it, it's okay. Yeah. But, you know, what about a real job? Right. You didn't work uh, at Wachovia. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. I mean, so they, you know, that part. And But then the other side of my family, my father had children, um, um, my mother's age and older. So he was a little mm. older mm. skeezer. But mm-hmm. my dad produced most of the He's first James Brown stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He, you know, and he co-wrote Please Come Home for Christmas. And he and my brother um, discovered Cool in the Gang and um, gave Bootsy his first job, the OJs. All those guys came really? through King Records. Yeah, in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My dad, Gene Red, shout out dads. Uh, and so from- You him, know what, and I'm sorry, and you just said that and you just totally reminded me of the Cincinnati connection. That, that's right, because all that stuff was happening right there in Cincinnati. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. King okay. Records. Right. I mean, I, I literally, you know, I don't know if this is TMI, but I think I was conceived at King Records. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. Okay. You know? Okay. Uh-huh. My mom was uh-huh. a singer. My dad was a record producer. He gave her a deal. They made a record. They made me. That was it. <laughs> And the rest, as they say. <laughs> yeah, my grandmother was like, give me that child. Right. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you know, um, it was all that kind of stuff when I was little. Okay. But basically, I mean, you know, like I always had the musical thing in me. But mm-hmm. really where it came out 
um, when I was 10 years old, I um, went against my grandma, who was devoutly Catholic. Mm -hmm. I went to Catholic school, went to Catholic church, all that. And I joined a Pentecostal church. I joined a church of God in Christ. Okay. And how, how did that go with the family? Well, I was not that kind of child where it mattered. You okay. Know, okay. <laughs> I was 10 years old. I uh -huh. made the decision to join a church. You wow. know, I, I took it upon myself to be old enough to make that decision. At 10 years you old, know. you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and literally it was this, this Kojic church was the back of it was across the street from where mm -hmm. I grew up. And mm -hmm. in the, in the summers, they would open the back door because, you know, it'd be hot up in there and they had to get mm -hmm. some air flowing through there. <laughs> And when they opened that door, the music that was coming up out of there, uh -huh. it just uh -huh. drew me in. Like uh -huh. at first I wasn't even old enough to cross the street by myself. Right. And as right. soon as I could cross the street, I would get closer and closer. And then I joined and, you know, cause I saw it was so many other kids over there and they were mm -hmm. doing things and, and people were being excited and moved mm -hmm. and I started singing with the children's choir and I remember I led my first song and that tore that church up and again this is at 10 years old yeah at 10 maybe 11 right by that right time. right uh-huh uh-huh and um I mean I was there the people adopted me you know I didn't have any parents or family at that mm -hmm. church but that's mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. and um I remember tearing that church up and getting the applause and getting the acceptance. Right. And that was something I think was a driving factor of me um, being, getting into the music thing. Cause I was like, gotcha. okay, here. Cause I, I was short, you know, I'm a little taller. I was a little tall. Well, no, Prince was five, three, I'm five, one and a half. I, I was, was going to say, I remember, right and I remember that Penny was an itty bitty thing. It's like, look at right. that. She's so cute. Chaka <laughs> too. We're all um, like you're people. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because you were talking about like the energy that you had as a child. And yeah. when I met you, I remember I, I can see that energy like it continued on. Really? In, oh, yes. oh yeah. Sure. yeah. You were totally energetic over total experience. It was you. Oh, whatever. It was the guy <laughs> on the posters in my school. It was the guy from the poster. I, uh -huh. I'm sure I lost my mind. Uh -huh. Especially back then, you uh -huh. know. Uh -huh. You're funny. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> but, <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. but, um, you know, and so I, I mean, I, I literally kind of started there at church, and then um, they opened a skating rink, uh -oh. not far, mm -hmm. and somebody took me to the skating rink. Okay, I was skating. And that's what? when I started getting more familiar with, you know, um, more familiar with a lot of black music because oh, I was okay. in prep okay. schools and mm -hmm. I was into like sort of England, Dan, John Ford Coley and mm -hmm. Seals and Crofts and Toto and mm -hmm. Journey mm -hmm. and Kansas and, mm -hmm. you know. It's, it's so funny. And, and I got to tell everybody, uh, Penny and I talked about that part um, a few days mm -hmm. ago. And the the artists that you mentioned, I was like huge fans of all of them. And and yeah. I'm like, we're going back and forth. Toto, oh, you remember this? And England Dan and Time for Oh, exactly. you remember that song? We're both going back and forth. So that was that. Yeah. That, that uh -huh. my friend, is because we're from Ohio. And I, you know, I don't care and what I, it I'll, is. I'll we take that. Been, You're right. 
Mm-hmm. We don't been around America, but that mm-hmm. is definitely the heartland. And that is very, you know, for the most part, it's a wholesome place. And yeah. it has no choice but to be a wholesome place because it ain't nothing else to do there but study <laughs> and become good at what, what it is you do. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And you remember that time, like you, you mentioned like your age and everything. I remember when, when we were coming up in Akron, mm-hmm. and we would always talk about that that you know we were at an age where you know where most of the kids were outside playing and all that stuff we actually cared about the music like like you mentioned like at 10 years old you know there's something yeah. that struck you about going across the street and that music got you and all that stuff at 10 years old and i'm sure yeah. you didn't like just take it lightly i mean you went in like you said you went in and and got in you know yeah I, like i said i was a different kind of child you know mm-hmm. by the time i was 12 i went to visit my aunt i was telling you about this i went to visit my aunt in atlanta for the summer Mm-hmm. And I, you know, was just exploring around. I was kind of advanced mm-hmm. and I went across, you know, was in walking distance from where she lived to Greenbrier Mall. Those Atlanta people, they'll know this mall because mm-hmm. I think it's still there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I got a job at Woolworth at 12 years old. I mean, I filled out the application, aced the test. Back then there wasn't all this computer stuff. Right, and right. All this stuff. <laughs> You know, you pass the test, you you add, you're hired. (laughs) I got that job so that I could buy your record. Uh Uh-uh. Are you serious? I'm telling you, that is how I know I was 12 years old, because that was my record that I bought. Wow, Penny. That record, you know, and I will never, ever forget that. That's why it's, you know, it's a full circle moment. Wow. And, you know, so exciting. And that was one of the first things that I bought with my little paycheck. Well, and um, done. I'm I'm good. But I I got fired. (laughs) I got fired not too long after that. I mean, you know, I got fired because because I was 12. So I was going to do things that 12 year olds did. You know what I mean? You're you're still 12, right? Yeah, I'm still 12. I lied Uh and said I was 16. Uh Right. I had the intellect. Uh-huh. But you know the twelve-year-old. But I'm still twelve, right? You know the actions. You know, so whatever. I ended up getting fired, but I did. Uh-huh. And my uh-huh. aunt will tell you. As I came back, and then she was, I was like, I got a job. She was like, What? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> At Woolworth, yeah, uh-huh. job. Uh-huh. It, was, it just, it wow. was amazing. You know, all that stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, but after after skating, somebody found me at like the University of Cincinnati used to have this jamboree where they would, you know, it was like a citywide talent thing. Mm-hmm. And um, me and this girl danced in it to Earth, Wind and Fire's fantasy, you know, just like basic, you know, ballet moves. Okay. And I met the daughter of Wilbert Longmire. I'm not sure if you know who he is, no. but he's kind of like, he's he, he worked a lot with um, Earl Clue. Earl oh, wow. Klug and um, those guys. He was kind of like a Benson Light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, he, you uh-huh. know, he was Benson-ish. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and kind of sound like Caldwell, Bobby Caldwell singing. Oh, know? wow. But, you know, okay. like the, the, the real, you know, the real jazz heads down in mm-hmm. there, you mm-hmm. know, know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, his daughter, I met his daughter. And she took me to like a band rehearsal or a gathering 
of the, these band members. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I guess I was about 14 by then. Mm-hmm. And, um, and once I discovered the bands and saw that whole process going on and people, and I was around Midnight Star. So I used to stalk oh them. Uh-huh. They were in Cincinnati as well. Uh-huh. I used to stalk them because they used to do like, they used to exercise together every day. They would go jogging, you know. And they'd look up and, and I'd be jogging right beside them. <laughs> I just wanted to be close to the music, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would hang out at, at the radio station, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. because to me, those were the people, you know, mm-hmm. they had, they were the keepers of the music, okay. you know, mm-hmm. in my 14 year old understanding. Well, then um, this girl, you know, from the going to the band house and stuff, I started going to clubs. Mm-hmm. Now, how 14, old are you? 14, 14. 14 years old, sitting in a club uh, uh, with a cigarette in one hand and a double cognac in the other, because I had to try <laughs> to pretend to be grown, and singing Billy Holiday stuff. And, Wait, when and he, you said a double cognac? I mean, a single Yeah, a enough? double. It had to be a double. That, that way they wouldn't question, you know, my age. See, okay. everything was, back then, you could get away with stuff like that. You're, not, you're absolutely Fake right. IDs, you're absolutely right. All that kind yep. of stuff. Yep. And, um, you know, I started singing in the clubs, and I was winning. Back then, they had the gong shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they would have, you know, different gong shows. You had ladies night one night. You had, you know, <laughs> it was the open mic, whatever. Right. And right. I would go in there and win that money. Uh-huh. And then I started going to the clubs. You know, I'd be at the club. Uh-huh. And so Midnight Star gave me the name Penny Bopper. Oh, wow. Okay. Because they would see me. And, you know, they gave me the name Penny Bopper. And now that's shortened to Bop. There are people that still call me Bob. Oh, you Bob. Wow. Okay. Because <laughs> I was in the clubs. Clearly, I was, you know, I mean, but I was singing, you know, mm-hmm. I was winning money and I was, you know, entertaining their crowds at the same mm-hmm. time. So they mm-hmm. didn't, you know, mm-hmm. back then it wasn't like you could lose your license. Right, right. You know, like it is now. <laughs> you know what I'm right, right, right. But having You're right. kids up in there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, a lot mm-hmm. has changed. Right, totally. But, totally. um, you know, so I started, started doing that. And then when I was 16, you know, I was just trying to figure out how am I going to get out of Cincinnati? And I was graduating early. Mm-hmm. And so um, um, I met this band. I met this band. I had broke down and got a job at some restaurant as like a server. I, that mm-hmm. was like in two days later. Cause I was begging the Lord, cause I'm not cut out for right, right. the service industry right, at all. Right, right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. suck at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, uh, two days later, after I got that job, um, these guys called me, and they had a band, and they that was, that was at the beginning of when the band started going to Japan. Mm. Oh yeah, in 1981. Mm-hmm. So I went to Japan with this band from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and on the way back. You know, and do, I didn't do you even remember know that band that, name, by the way? I'm sorry. It's called Reach. Reach, Reach Band. Mm-hmm. The Reach Band? Okay. Uh-huh. Led okay. by Roger Green. He's on my Facebook page. He's still around. Yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. Okay. There's still pictures of that. Uh-huh. And uh, we were kind of like the first band uh, out of Cincinnati to do this thing. And this was the first time 
most people had been hadn't been any far than Cleveland in the north and Gatlinburg in the south. You know what I'm saying? That's that's as far away from Cincinnati anybody had been, uh -huh, really. Uh -huh. And for me, it's the same with Akron. You know, if we go to Cleveland, we went somewhere. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, uh -huh, <laughs> the yep. big city. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, right, right. It's right. not that far. Right. I understand. It ain't that far, actually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like, I wouldn't advise anybody to do this. And I just, there before the grace of God, go I. Because mm -hmm. I didn't realize that in order for me to go, my grandmother had to sign over guardianship of me to um, one of the guys in the right. band who, who just passed away, rest uh -huh. in peace, Mike Griffey. Sorry to hear that. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't know that, mm -hmm. but on the way back, I told them we were changing planes in LA. And I thought to myself, it was just like, a split. I was like, I'm here. If mm -hmm. I go back to Cincinnati, I may never make it back here. Oh, wow. This is where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm kind of careful with telling this story because it was really crazy. And like I said, I am grateful to be alive. Mm -hmm. I told the guys that I was um, going to, to hang out with my cousins for a couple days mm -hmm. in LA. Mm -hmm. I had a cousin in, in, L, um, in, in LA, um, Marvin Craig, the bass player from Lakeside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't talked to him, <laughs> I, you know. I just told him, I said, I'll be back in a couple of days, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was in 1981. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's I so interesting. It back, I, had a, I had a record deal by then. Uh-huh. And it's so interesting. Back then, the thinking was, you got to do what you got to do, you know, especially yeah. in this business, you know. I was um, grateful that there were some angels mm -hmm. that, you know, kind of looked out for me because they could have been devils and serial killers and, and child molesters, mm -hmm. anything like that, because mm -hmm. I was 16. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just started going to Hollywood every day. I would catch the bus because I was staying in Inglewood and I would catch the bus uh, straight down La Brea to um, Sunset Boulevard. And at that time, all the companies were on Sunset. That's right. And I didn't even know you were supposed to have a picture or a tape or, you know, I just walked in the front door, said I could sing. Who do I talk to? What? Mm -hmm. And I got to the Motown building. Uh-huh. And there was this lovely little bar, restaurant, little diner on the first floor called the People Tree. Oh my gosh. Thank you, you for reminding me. Tree? Oh, I totally do. I totally do. I forgot <laughs> the name of it. Oh yeah. man. Mm -hmm. The people tree. I'll never forget the name of it. Yep. Yeah. And I just started going there every day. Because mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. seeing people who actually worked at the record companies and uh -huh. meeting writers and stuff. Uh -huh. And I ran into Rodney and Robert Gordy, Robert Gordy Jr. Wow. Uh -huh. And made friends with them. And they took me to their Aunt Anna. Oh. Who, mm. who um, you know, she made me sing in the Motown lobby. Mm -hmm. She said, my mm -hmm. nephews told me you could sing. Mm. She said, sing. Mm -hmm. I said, right here, right now? She said, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, right there in the right, lobby. I said, huh? Right there in the lobby. Right there in the lobby. And it was bustling. You know, I was going to say, in that lobby, was it wasn't small. I mean, that was a yeah, big yeah. lobby. Uh -huh. I mean, you had like a, a walking mm -hmm. audience there. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh -huh. And I sang Summertime from Pork and Bess. And so she she got me a job at Joe Bet singing demos. Wow. 
Wow. And I was up there writing with Al Boyd and those guys, um, Chuck Gentry. And mm -hmm. um, there was another group that was up there. It was like a duo, two guys. I can't mm -hmm. remember at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, who else? There, this, no, Howard Huntsbury was up, up the street. Um, mm -hmm. It was a couple of people anyway, but they were on Motown. And so I was writing. And, uh, but it didn't look like Motown was gonna sign me. Mm -hmm. And they had some weird deal where, you know, if you if you write the song, if you sing the demo, we'll pay you $35. But mm -hmm. if you take the $35, you have to give us your publishing. I <laughs> and you know what? I didn't even know what publishing was. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> you know? Right, we're all like, okay. I mean, it was kind of clear. How long, were you, how long were you doing that, Penny? How long were you doing the, the, the demo? Um, probably about a year. If I had to think back to the time, so I was 81 and um, I wandered around. Probably about a year, maybe a year and a half. And, and how was that? How, you, you said you wrote and you sang, but how was that like working in that environment? You know, was it was like? brilliant because I was around, you know, people, I um, met people like Curtis Shaw, the lawyer, mm -hmm. you know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'm, you know, just people like that that were in and out of that building, you know, Benny mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all those people. Benny Medina and all them. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Carrie, Kennedy, mm -hmm. all, you know, right. the whole group of folks. Right. And, um, uh, I, you know, I, it was just clear to me that you know, it didn't look like they were going to sign me or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was wandering around Hollywood and I went up the street. I saw a bunch of black people standing outside of a building <laughs> <laughs> on the corner of Argyle. Argyle and, uh, and Yucca. 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 Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I mean, you know, so I, you know, struck up a conversation, you know, hey, what's going on here? Mm hmm. Turns out they were like the Gap Band. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and for all those that are watching this that were around that time, they remember that corner. Like, you know, I remember driving up and down that corner. And you're right. There was always like these people like standing out in that corner. And what was that? Caddy, caddy corner to that corner. By the way, that was the home of, of Total Experience Records. Right. right. And, and caddy corner to that. were across the street. Right, right, right. Yep. And and yeah. there was another building across the street that was was where the apartment they put me in. But I, I mean, heard about not the, right mm -hmm. away. I mean, mm -hmm. I started, was hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. Basically, long story short, um, I just kept going there every day and talking mm. to Bernard Spears. Remember Bernard? I remember. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would just sit and talk to him until somebody let me sing. And then somebody told Lonnie and um, that I could sing and um, and that I played, you know, mm -hmm. like seven instruments or so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I wasn't prolific at any of them, mm -hmm. but I played mm -hmm. well enough for a girl and well enough mm -hmm. to put an idea down, you uh -huh. know? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And this was back when we were, you know, we were recording with two inch tape, you know what right. I mean? A guy <laughs> literally had to come in, cut the tape with a razor blade, <laughs> with the, you know. <laughs> I'm used to singing right. a song from the beginning to the end. There was uh -huh. none of this digital, we'll put uh -huh. this here, put oh, yeah. that there. Right, right, I don't right. even know how to, you know, mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. even know. I still kind of record, want to record old school like that. I had right. to fight the last time I was in the studio. 
You know what, what I mean? Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> you know, I had yep. to challenge them. Like, like, let's just make a song. We're going to make a song with drums and bass only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just want to put some tinky, tinky, tinky and, you know, rah, rah. no, none of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. a, that's another story for another day. Yep, yep. But I still have to fight with people because I'm used to doing this old school. Don't mm-hmm. mess with me while the vibe is up. Thank with you. um, and then and then you're gonna tinker for like thirty minutes, right? right. And then I sing the next part. No, I'm gonna mm-hmm. sing the whole song, and then you can tinker all you want mm-hmm. with whatever mm-hmm. you got. Mm-hmm. But anyway, can can we get the um, song first? Can we get the song first? Yeah, because I'm ready to go home now. Right. <laughs> While I'm waiting on you to tinker, I don't have right, two right. beers. Right, right. I check my Facebook, check right. my email. I'm mm-hmm. ready to go home. The thrill mm-hmm. is gone. Uh-huh. The vibe is gone. <laughs> I don't forget right. what I was gonna say. Uh-huh. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um uh I I oh uh Lonnie, you know, he challenged me. I didn't even realize any of this. I'm 16 mm-hmm. years old, mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. 16, 17 years old. And he said, I'm gonna give you some studio time. Just like that. Day. Yeah. And he said, um, I'm gonna even send some of the gap band guys over there to help you. Now this this just occurred to me. I, I gotta ask you this. Do you remember mm-hmm. at the time that you were in the studio or the time that, that he gave you this assignment? Gap band was they were starting to take off then, right? I mean, or oh, were they? Were they were already huge. Okay, so they this were already was, there. Um, what was, I was going to ask, what was the single? What was their hot single at the time? Was, Do you remember? Um, um, was that Drop the Bomb? This is I like think? Drop the Bomb time. Was it Drop the Bomb? Okay. You know, drop okay. the Bomb. Okay. Um, I think it was, was it right at Outstanding? Okay. Yeah, it was I'm during that time. a sense of the time, right. Right. Yeah, it was during that time, just mm-hmm. slightly before Outstanding, okay. that they were already, you know, dropped mm-hmm. the bomb and mm-hmm. all that stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I mean, they were already hot. Yarbrough Peoples was out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Don't Stop Switch, the Music Switch was, was there. Hot. I remember they were working yeah. on Drop the Bomb when, when Switch was there. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. And Lonnie was so excited about this newest single that's coming out by, by Gap Band. Here, listen to this. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Okay, right. And he used to come in the studio and go, Ugh. You remember that? Pat in the back of his head. I want you to play it like this. And he put his fingers on the keyboards like cling. Right. Cling. You know, just some old crazy I'm stuff. Sorry. And you know, I'm sorry, Caven you're just bringing Lois. back some memories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kevin and Lois, they're so funny. And even, uh-huh. you know, the guys from Gap, because they mm-hmm. country. Uh-huh. They come from yep. that one little country pocket that's just right. full of comedy. Right. <laughs> and so they started calling him Pinks one day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I mm-hmm. was like, what? Can you figure out why they called him Pinks? Right. Right. You can yeah. crack up. Crack up. Do you know why they called him Pinks? No. You know what it was short for? What? The Pink Panther. He looked just like the Pink Panther. Oh, you remember I used to God. walk? No. <laughs> yes. I remember that. Uh-huh. I remember. Yep. Yep. I remember. And, so, and I looked, I happened to look at him one day and he looked just like the Pink Panther walking. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think he walked like that. Somebody, I, I think he had had some kind of, he used to work on the railroad. Right. And he had some kind of accident. That's what made him walk like that. Mm-hmm. 
but mm-hmm. he walked just like the Pink Panther. Wow. I'm thinking and, back and now a man's coming back. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much so that uh, skipping ahead, I'll get back to that. Um, climax, I, I, you know, was working with them. I took over for the lead singer of them mm-hmm. and they, um, I remember it was my 21st birthday mm-hmm. and they gave me a party. Uh, all of us got together at the Hard Rock Cafe there at the mm-hmm. Beverly Center. Mm-hmm. And they bought me the biggest Pink Panther doll. Cause wow. they used to talk wow. about Dick Griffey. We used to talk about Lonnie, you know, uh-huh. we just had, that was the blues corner over there. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. get together mm-hmm. and be talking about Lonnie and Dick. I think we even wrote a song called Lonnie and Dick one time, <laughs> me and the girls. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. it was uh-huh. an old Negro spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh-huh. and so I, you know, I'm drinking because it's my 21st birthday. I had already been drinking anyway, mm-hmm. but right, right, right. still, I was, I was just going to say, you said because it was your 21st birthday. Right, right, okay. but I was drinking. Nev- never mind all the yeah, other. Yeah, right, it was right. a birthday celebration. Uh-huh. And so I went to the studio that's why I think they just they just thought I was just completely insane because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize what kind of danger I could possibly be in. Mm-hmm. I went to the studio with this Pink Panther doll, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was it was huge. Mm-hmm. It was like a big Pink Panther, mm-hmm. and um, I was just sitting there with Lois and them in the in the lobby, you know. And I'm, I'm, you know, tipsy. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking like Lonnie with this doll. Like, see, uh-huh. well, I want y'all to play. I want y'all to sing it like this. And uh-huh. I was doing that. And uh-huh. I looked up and he was standing right behind me. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and how, what was his reaction to that? Huh? What was his reaction? I don't remember okay i don't know okay. how i got out of that i don't even okay. remember what happened next i remember okay. that that happened i just saw I that i just lois. i just pictured that lois scene probably. i just huh? pictured that scene from um um lean on me with uh, with uh 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 with with morgan freeman you know does it uh-huh. does she have the juice does she got the can she can she do me can she do me right right <laughs> <laughs> does she have the juice no no mr no <laughs> So Man, anyway, I don't even know how I got out of that. I ain't think about that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, but um, it, he told me back back, you know, when before I I was signed, he said I'm gonna send some guys over to help you. Nobody showed up to help me. There was a like a second engineer guy that was wow. there, mm-hmm. and I said, "Do you play anything?" He said, "I play a little guitar." I was like, "Go get it, you know, hook it up." Mm-hmm. And I did, you know, did the drum beat because I had already started. I didn't understand I, that I was tracking. Mm-hmm. I had two of them big old school tape recorders. Remember the ones we used to use in school? Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. you know, the cassette player. Right. And I would, I would, you know, like um, play like some pads or something, or keyboard, or even sing, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a bass line or something. And I take that tape out, put it in there. And then I put the harmony, and then I take uh-huh. that tape and put it back uh-huh. over there. So, and so I you're you're multi multi tracking, all right? I was multi tracking. Had no mm-hmm. idea what that even was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was just I just figured out how to. Same. So by the time I went in the studio, I knew how to put down some drums 
on the, you know, the little newfangled drum machines. I remember it was like the DX7 or something was just coming out around then, mm. you know, that was hot. <laughs> right, right. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and they had that Moog, that ah. famous Moog. Remember right. that Moog? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the gap in and yeah. half the yep. keys All were the different missing. sounds on it and all that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, half the keys were missing because Charlie had done yep. threw it up against the wall so many yep. times. I think yep. probably had been shot and everything. Yep. They probably but invented some sounds that, for that Moog. Yep. yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He felt that thing was the lucky Moog. So right. no matter what happened to it, he mm-hmm. never you just had to play it like it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was that. And I laid down, I ended up laying down like four or five tracks with all the vocals, backgrounds, leads. Wow. By the end wow. of the day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, now on let me let me let me uh let me ask you that album that I just showed, are those tracks on that album? Um, no. Okay. This is how we got to that. They gave me a deal as a writer. Oh, okay. They didn't give me a deal as an artist right away. He was trying to see because I mm-hmm. think he was just entering into that big distribution deal with RCA. Right, with RCA, right. Mm-hmm. So um, he was trying to figure something out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, he sent me, a, I was in the studio writing with people. I wrote some stuff with YMP and I, I was writing and I was writing one day at that studio across the street in the office building. It used to belong to Frankie Valley. Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And me and Gussie were in there writing mm-hmm. one day and drinking beer and flipping. Mm-hmm. I was flipping through the Bible mm-hmm. and I saw the scripture that said, if my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, I will heal the land. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's it wicked ways mm. so gussie had this track and we wrote it and i you know we i was writing mm-hmm. and i sang the demo and after that lonnie was like i'm signing you as an artist there you go there you go and real quick just for those um i'm penny mentioned gussie uh this is uh oliver oliver scott right yes oliver okay scott. great Sorry. great yes. no 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 that's okay and that, that's what we call him we call him gussie right he wrote crazy good keyboard player crazy he good wrote, songwriter wrote, um keep running yep yeah yep, yep. yearning for your love he co-wrote that one he was producer yeah. on, on our album with total experience so um right with him great person great keyboardist i mean just all around good i just want to get that in so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he's Justin. brilliant yeah, it's still a brilliant writer and he's yeah. preaching now i think he has mm-hmm. a church in waco texas okay I, was, I thought it was houston but okay okay in yeah, waco. He's, he's in waco you know okay. they all Lonnie was from Tyler, Texas. They all was from that little Texas, Oklahoma pocket. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was just crazy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's right. You mentioned you mentioned Oklahoma. That's where Gap is from, right? Yeah, they right. are from okay. um, Oklahoma City. And right. I like and to I say it, especially Greenwood. because it is Black History Month. A lot of people don't understand what Gap stands for. Thank you. Thank you. It stands for Greenwood, Archer, and Pine. Okay. And that is the corner of that is the 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 corner that was Black Wall Street that was oh, burned right, down. Right, right, right. When you when you talk about the Tulsa riots and the Tulsa right, and right, I know Street, all that, but I didn't know that that was a corner. That's the corner, Greenwood, oh. Archer, and Pine. Oh, okay, oh, okay. 
So a lot of people didn't know that. Thank you. But Thank I, you. That is your Black History moment. There you go. For today. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you wrote that down because you will be tested on that. Right, so. right, right. There will be a quiz. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, but... So, um, so, so let me ask you now that you've got like now by by then you've got like two albums out with Total Experience, right? No, no. Okay. I started. I, I the by one? this point they just signed me as an artist. Okay. And I was not eighteen. Put it like that. Ah, okay. But I signed the deal before I was eighteen. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not aware of legal and law. Right, right. We're we're musicians. That's what we do. We don't you leave all that other stuff name. to somebody else. I, right. I, I, mm -hmm. I made up a name and I didn't even realize that, that was probably quite wise of a thing for me to have done. Uh-huh. And that's why on that record, my name is spelled P-E-N-N-Y-E. -N -N Thank you for mentioning that. Mm -hmm. And let me see if I can get that. Like, there it is. And that is the same reason why Prince started calling himself Symbol and wrote Slay. Uh, because Prince is his is his birth name. Uh, mm -hmm. Prince, Prince is his name. Mm -hmm. So when he signed with Warner Brothers, they literally own your name. His name, right, right. Mm -hmm. And likeness. Mm -hmm. So that's what he was fighting for all those years. And the, the symbol thing was just like, okay, you want to give me my name that my mama mm -hmm. gave me, mm -hmm. call me this. Mm -hmm. You know, it was mm -hmm. like almost a challenge. Right, to them. right. <laughs> and right. they just went with it. Right. They figured it out. <laughs> it's kind of funny though, too, because at the, at the time that was the nature of the business. I mean, you know, when, when they got your name, they had, they yeah. thought they had you, you know, mm -hmm. and in some cases they did. We didn't know things like that. We didn't right. know what words like in perpetuity was. We didn't know what that meant. We know now. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Right. And what a hard lesson it was learned. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I didn't know. I just I was just excited to be signing my deal. We all were working on my record. Right. I'm not even thinking, but they were. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. the day that I turned 18. I was called to, for, and I was just finishing up the album. We were finishing up the artwork, you know, have my liner notes, you know, thank mm -hmm. my mama and them and Pookie and they and them, you know. <laughs> and, uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. and, um, and uh, Forrest Hamilton, you remember Forrest. him? Mm -hmm. Called mm -hmm. me into his office and said, and, and by the way, you know, Forrest Hamilton used to manage Greg Mathis. Oh, why do I know that name? Back in the day, Judge Mathis. Ah, okay. Yeah. He managed him? Yeah, and that's how me and me and Greg, we, we had our famous friends, you know what I mean? Listen, because, you call him Greg, you Greg. You Greg. Greg. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Judge Mathis. Right, 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 uh-huh. You know. You see, I didn't know, like, why do I know that name? Yeah. Judge Mathis, oh, Judge mm -hmm. Mathis, right. His first name is Judge, he, Penny, come on now. Right, 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 Cause, um, because, you know, Forrest was a behind the scenes kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in order right. to know him, you had to be in the business, you know what totally. I mean? And whatever. Totally. But mm -hmm. so that's Forrest Hamilton, um, son of Chico Hamilton, the drummer. Yes, yes. when I found and, that out, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And, and brother, also, brother of, huh? and the brother of, I thought you were gonna mention that. Wait, 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 
was Bernie? I thought Bernie was his uncle. Who was his you brother? No, I think you're right. I, th I think you're right. I, th I thought yeah, they were brothers. Bernie was the, was the brother of Chico, I think. Okay, okay. I thought he and enforced Bernie brothers. Hamilton okay. was played the police chief on one of my favorite TV shows from that Same time. Here. Same here. Ian Hutch. Were yep, you Captain guys Dobie. Cap Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Captain I, Dobie. I can't believe how crazy this world is because mm -hmm. I was a fan of yours and Starsky and Hutch at the same time. <laughs> Look. Wait, I have to tell you this while it's on my mind because it gets scattered. Uh -huh. I'll get back to where we were. Okay. My little brother, Terry, uh -huh. his father is Jewish. He has a different father. Mm -hmm. So, of course, he likes skin, curly hair, you know, basically that that whole, you know, he had the, the whole Bobby DeBarge curly hair. I was going to say thing. the DeBarge thing, huh? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. it had all that. It had uh -huh. that DeBarge thing going on. Mm -hmm. I took his hair one time, and I just thought about this. You know, I have to call my brother often mm -hmm. and apologize for things that I did to him when we were little. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Because I took his hair, his naturally curly hair, and I pressed it and put it in rollers so it would look like yours. So it would I look like know. ours. What? Like, no, like yours instead of Bobby's. Like mine? Yeah. You oh know, my God. You know that? You know how your hair was Man, on that? Oh, album, yeah. Just, you know just, what I mean? You know, you know how we used to do it? Yeah. You know, you, yep. you curl it and then cover yep. it back and push yep. it up. Yeah, curl it back. Remember that? Uh -huh. Yes, I oh man, do I, I remember. Did, I actually, and I probably ruined his hair at that time. <laughs> I pressed it. I did all uh -huh. that. He's uh -huh. still. Uh -huh. Pressed uh -huh. with the hot comb in his hair. Oh and my then put that, rolled it up. You know what I mean? Put the uh -huh. net on there, spray that. Uh -huh. That's so funny. And I so you're gonna be so your brother's gonna be so that's the guy. He's gonna be coming, he's gonna be gunning for me now. I was just <laughs> he just had all this no no. <laughs> No, he knows who you got. You ruined my life. Way. You ruined my life. No, no. No, nah, no. Nah. You uh -huh. know, I, I probably traumatized him a little bit at that point. <laughs> see? You know. See? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. He, you know, his hair grew back. And, you uh -huh. know, he, he had good hair. And did you tell him that? Don't worry. It'll grow back. It'll grow back. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I probably told him it looked good. You look like Switch. You look like now look. I probably had my little brother looking like like a pimp or something. He was, uh, <laughs> he was about right. seven or eight years old. I'm like, uh, oh, still pressing uh, his hair out and stuff. Uh, That's just mm -hmm. ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to call him tonight and apologize again for that. There you go. Um, there you go. <laughs> Let me ask you, because I, I don't want to, you know, as far as time and all that. Let me ask you. Now we're going to fast forward. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. That's okay. We're going to fast forward to... Now, you. Now I did mention two albums. That second album was with... Was that that was a different record um, company? I'm, I'm well, no, I had started. I started on a second album with Total Experience, but you know we had the trauma going on with no money and people running around the block and you know all that trauma. Yeah. So I walked around the corner. You know the Total Experience. Yeah, <laughs> I walked around the corner and somehow I made friends with. Um, I went around the corner to Solar because remember it was the triangles, Motown mm -hmm. up here, Total right. Experience here, Solar over there. It was Solar, like right. some wicked triangle right. of black record companies. Yep, yep. And, <laughs> say um, a wicked triangle. <laughs> uh -huh. I got it. Uh -huh. But uh -huh. um, uh, uh, so and um, somehow I don't know what it was. I think me and Lorena were working together. Somehow I ended up 
taking her place when she got she got married to Will Shelby, she um and she got pregnant with mm-hmm. her daughter Star, and now that's um, that's Lakeside Will Shelby, right? Uh, yeah, Lakeside okay. Will Shelby. Okay, and uh, they got married at Yamashiro. Remember Yamashiro? Up there oh Yama? my gosh, yes, right. <laughs> Man, I, I used to bad. want to get married there because of that. You know, uh, <laughs> married at Yamashiro. Uh-huh, uh-huh. At any rate, um, and so I, I went out, I started, while I was still signing Lonnie. Mm, mm. I went around the corner and started working for the other record company. And I went on the road with, with Climax because they were paying me. Uh, go figure. They were paying me. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, they were paying me until they got all wickety wackety and you know jealous of each other and infighting, mm. and um, you know that's how Sheryl Cooley got in and got the rights. But that's another story for another day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, so I did that until they fell apart, mm-hmm. and then I quit the business. That was one of the times I quit the business. I went home. Wait, no. What did I do? No, 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 no. I'm still messing around with Lonnie and them because I'm still signed to them. They're trying to scare me, like mm-hmm. you know, you'll never work in this town again, or mm-hmm. you know, yeah, boogeyman's yeah. gonna show up at your house. Yeah, they were, all they this, were whatever. Good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't scared of any of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how how dangerous these people could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't care because to me, if you take away my ability to be able to do this music, you may as well kill me. Mm. Well, I'm gonna cuss you out on mm-hmm. the way down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm tell you about yourself. Got so, mm-hmm. you know, but um, what happened then? Oh, I I got, I had to get a job because Lonnie wasn't paying us. So I was the receptionist for Ron Sweeney, mm-hmm. who was Clarence Avon's lawyer mm-hmm. to this day. The, the God, still. Yeah, yeah, still. Wow. And he's in that okay. movie. Um, the Godfather. The, the Black uh, Godfather. The, Godfather. the Black Godfather. That's what it was. Right, right on net on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Um, now you you knew Clarence then? Um, no, I had met him just okay. through some people at Motown, but I didn't know him, and I don't know if he knew me as a singer. I didn't realize how powerful he was. You know, until I mean, until when? When did you realize he was? I didn't realize how powerful he was until I saw that movie, The Black Godfather. Okay, that's why I ask. That's exactly why I ask. It was the I same here. I had no here. idea he was influencing political decisions. I, I just thought he was the guy that owned the record company, had SOS band over there. But you, And you remember just hearing his name. His name was like all over the well, place. Of course. I remember hearing his of name course. back then, but I didn't know that, yeah, just like you course. said, that he was that powerful until the movie. I'm like, wait, yeah, what? I mean, you know, he was in the mix, you know. He was, totally, All these totally. people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Ron Sweeney, was his lawyer and also the lawyer and manager for Climax at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people weren't working. So I somehow I got a job, must talk to Ron Sweeney and got a job as a receptionist at his mm-hmm. law firm. But I sucked at it. Mm-hmm. I was so bad. <laughs> I was uh, I was horrible. Okay. I mean, you know, I could do the work. I just didn't have no focus because I'm a musician here. Right, I mean, right, that's right. All that's I'm all of us. I'm sitting there listening to my, my Shaka Khan records. That's all you know? of us. Yep, yep. And um, he called me in his office one day and fired me. No, wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He fired me. My timeline gets a little mixed up. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. he fired me. Um. 
And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I need this job. He was like, no, I'm firing you. Not just because you suck as receptionist, <laughs> but we need you to, to take over for Mary, an SOS band. Whoa. Because she okay. had went solo. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh-huh. I went on and flew to Atlanta, got on in with them. I, I traveled with them for like two years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, did a record with them. It's time to move. It was on one of the Police Academy soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still looking for that record. I got to find it somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> um, it's out at there. At any rate, uh-huh. um, what happened? What happened? Oh. And um, after I did SOS Band, who I love them to this day, but they were almost worse than Gap Band, if you can imagine that. No. Almost worse (laughs) than Gap Band. Is that possible? That's what I'm saying. Uh huh. Uh That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And somehow or another, I got engaged to a guy from Cincinnati. Uh-huh. So, okay, I quit the business. I'm going to get married. I'm going to do his laundry and cook for him. I'm I'm done, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, live, live a happy domestic life. Huh? <laughs> live a happy domestic life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. Just gonna be somebody's wife, you okay. know. I gonna, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And, and and we I, I moved back to Cincinnati and I'd be there and um the, you know, he he was he worked in music as well. But, um, uh, you know, he'd be like, we had a studio in the house and he'd be in the studio and there'd be band members. And like, I'd come through with a laundry basket and people would be like, was that Penny Ford I just saw with that laundry basket? And he's like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. what? Right, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> right, 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 right. Look at that. Anyway, <laughs> that fell apart, you know, after about a year. Oh, and okay. I said, I better go back to work. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a long story in that. But Mm -hmm. by the time I eventually got back to to L.A., shortly after that was when I met Shaka, which was the only thing I went to stayed in L.A. to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about being an artist Mm -hmm. or writer or any of these things. I was in search of Shaka Khan. Mm. What? Mm-hmm. I was I I didn't even I hadn't even thought like I could get a record deal. I mean that wasn't even in the scope of. I was looking for her. I wanted to sing with her. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be with her. I was she was just mm-hmm. the end all be all. And mm-hmm. I ended up doing that. She's still one of my closest friends to this day. Wow, really? And um, yeah, I traveled with her for a while, and she's the one that sent me over here to Germany. Mm-hmm. To do the snap thing, because okay. they called the, her. And 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 notice how notice how Kenny just uh, notice how Penny just like just went yeah to do the snap thing. Let's come back and talk right. about the snap thing. I mean, I love how you're the oh yeah I, would, I did this with Shaka well, and, and no, I ended and up this. being and and, and lest we forget Greg Mathis. You remember Greg, right? Yeah, Greg. Right, right. Oh, oh yeah, oh, I forgot. Right, right. I'm, I'm loving all it. Over the place. I'm totally yeah, loving Greg. it. Yeah, yeah, but I love that. That's that so far. That's great. Yeah, the snap thing. So let's talk about the snap thing. <laughs> right, right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which ended up being life defining, life changing. You know, I mean, that was weird because you know, Shaka and I. I, I guess I could say this. You know, I don't know. It's no secret, 
But Shaq and I moved to London to get off drugs. Oh, wow. <laughs> because we didn't want to go to rehab mm-hmm. and we're not programmable. We're probably two <laughs> of the most contrary people, you know, so 12 step program couldn't mm-hmm. handle us, mm-hmm. you know? What mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not downing that for whoever it works. Oh no, for, no, no, no. But I like the way you, you I, I love the way you put that. that. You're not programmable. I, I like the way right. you put that because that is a thing, you know. Hey, yeah, I, I got to yeah. do it this way, you know. Well, so. put it this way: you, I, and her, we're all programmers, whether we knew it or not. We're actually programmers. Thank you. So I'm. I'm thank you. <laughs> I'm writing this down. That's right, and we go so. to the radio station. And who do we talk to at the radio station? The the yep the the program the program director. Yep, yep. Yep. You're right. You're right. Stay tuned right. for your mm-hmm. next scheduled programs. Yep. 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 They're telling mm-hmm. you what it is. You Pretty know much. what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I how did that work for you? Huh? There you go. So how did that work for you? You go to London to, to get We went to, to London. Off. We got an apartment. We locked the door. Really? We just did not go out. We didn't know nobody. We didn't know you nobody. and Shaka Khan. Me and Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. And about four or five months after being there, I had signed a publishing deal with Zamba and they mm-hmm. had a division there in London. Mm-hmm. So I went over there. I said, well, let me start writing. I think because the coast is clear mm-hmm. and go out and start writing. And I even hooked Shaka up with the Warner Brothers writing rooms over there, you know, because oh, okay. she didn't, she had no idea, you mm-hmm. know, that she was, I was like, girl, you are Shaka. Go in there and tell them I need the studio and put this in there. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like that. Uh-huh. She had no idea. And so I had to put that together for her. Like I just found some guys that I was writing with over there at um in Wilsden at Zamba, right. mm-hmm. you know, that I was that I was doing demos with. And those guys are brilliant. They ended up now, uh, one of them played with Stevie Winwood. The other does a lot of gigs with Mike McDonald. Wow. You know, they they work with a lot of people, but they were some cold cats, you know, mm-hmm. from London, mm-hmm. some English mm-hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I didn't have no money to pay them. We didn't have no budget, but mm-hmm. Warner Brothers let us use their studio. And I said, let's come right with Shaka Khan. And they were like, sure. Right. <laughs> right. You know, right. sure. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. I couldn't, you know, I told them I can't pay you, but mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh so yeah, we did several songs and and I I I was doing vocal production on mm-hmm. her, which was mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, how but, now how did that how did that come about? Did did, did, did did you just fall into that or I mean how did that come well, about? Well, she trusts me because okay. I as a child, like you said, we didn't go outside. Mm-hmm. We had our records. Those mm-hmm. were my friends. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I n- knew every string line, every horn line, every bass line, every vocal nuance, everything exactly like every one of her songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she mm-hmm. was like, you're a damn Xerox machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. and we later determined that probably, and we probably all are somewhere on the autism spectrum, you oh. know, whether Very well put. You're right. Musical types. Absolutely. Yep. You're right. You're right. And I've just figured out since I've had a virtual reality headset, 
the mm-hmm. Oculus, mm-hmm. which I love, mm-hmm. that that is how I have been doing things my whole life is by patterns. Even oh, the music, okay. everything fits together. Everything is a pattern and that's how my brain works. Right, okay. And so, you know, if there's something that I'm interested in, I'm going to learn every single nuance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that continue so, to this day? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm like that all the time. Probably going to go into the virtual reality world later. And I think, <laughs> I, I think that I, you know, on a serious note, I think that they should look into what if they, if they're not, but maybe they are. I don't know. I have a niece who is a PhD in in um, psychiatric medicine, and right now she is um, focused on immigrant children. Mm. Um, and the psychological impact that this whole thing, you know, the, mm-hmm. these past mm-hmm. few this years past year. mm-hmm. is having on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they should adapt something within the virtual reality space for children on autism, with mm-hmm. autism. I mm-hmm. think it's an excellent tool. I, I'm over there. I do certain things with people who are paraplegic. But inside the VR, they can move freely. So it's really, it's a really cool kind of thing. It's a whole different perception. Wow. Now you said you said you do do things with 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 paraplegics. Yeah, inside the virtual reality, oh. like they could be anywhere in the world, uh-huh. and, it, and they're like, I do this archery game where we and and the thing that made that the most valuable is over during 2020, you know, the only thing that most people had to depend on was the news, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and different countries, different regions give people different information mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of what they want. So mm-hmm. I'm in this archery game where we're shooting orcs and dragons, and it's like you're there, you know, mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. of there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we're, we're also talking. So I'm on this thing with uh, someone from Spain, there's someone from France over there, and there's someone from England. And we were talking through the whole pandemic, the whole, Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, the whole quarantine from beginning to the end, because I got, Mm -hmm. I got my virtual reality headset, literally a couple months before this whole thing. Wow, wow. Wow. And so, so they're, they're telling you how things are going in the, in, in, in the exactly. different countries. Exactly. How are things going over here in Spain? Well, they said this. And I also was, uh, you know, there were a couple guys from the National Guard on there, you know, oh, wow. and we're shooting orcs and they're saying we're, we, we don't know what's happening. We're just waiting on word. I'm sitting mm-hmm. right here mm-hmm. waiting on a call. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm. And, mm-hmm. and that was way back at the beginning. That was before the insurrection and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's all kinds of people in there. Doctors, lawyers, cops. Wow. You know, people come in there to, to get away from the real world. But it's, a, mm-hmm. it's an injection of perception. It's like I, I admonish anybody to try it out. Mm-hmm. Virtual mm-hmm. reality. Oh, okay. and Because it may very well be the way that we have contact mm-hmm. in the future the same mm-hmm. way you and i are contacting now mm-hmm. you know you can go to the movies with your family over there you're just an mm-hmm. avatar mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the only difference is right. you're there and you're there with each other 
Oh, okay. We go to the movies with each other, you know, mm -hmm. we do a lot of things with mm -hmm. each other mm -hmm. over there. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's an interesting concept. Anyway. Great, great, great. Let me, let me so ask I you. Um, um, huh? uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that Shaka and I were over there. And basically what happened was these guys called her um, from Germany. We don't know how they got the number or how they got in touch or whatever. And they asked her to be involved in a project um, here in Germany. And if she would be interested. And she said, no, I don't do rap. You go do it. Oh, okay. So oh. that's the long and the short of the whole. <laughs> of, of the whole snap, snap thing. thing. <laughs> you you just said, yeah, mean? the snap thing. <laughs> it was totally, it was almost like a cruel joke that guy was playing on me. Mm -hmm because I did not understand the music. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand none of it, but I'm from the Kojic Church. So you turn mm. the mic on, I'm gonna sing something. There you go, there you go. You know what I'm saying? There you go. And that's how that stuff came about. Literally, I flew here to Germany. I live right now, um, 10 minutes walking distance from the actual studio that I recorded that in. Wow, and you've been there the ever actual since? actual booth, everything is still there. Really? And you've been there ever mm -hmm. since. You've been in Germany ever since. Well, no, no, no. That was that was that was thirty-one years ago. Okay, so so, so th then I recorded that record. They said, if anything happens with this record, would you like to be a part of it? Okay, and I was got like, you. Got you. I was okay. like, no, don't call me. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jazz person. Uh huh. Uh -huh. You know, just thinking nothing's going to happen with this thing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And at the time, I was working with Soul to Soul. Mm -hmm. I was in the studio working with them. I was doing some stuff with Mick Jagger. You know, I was doing a whole mm -hmm. lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I didn't even notice. And uh, one day I was in London and um, at this dude's house and I saw it on TV. And the new number one record, Snap, The Power. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I'm like, what? Uh -huh. And then I looked, they had the video on, they had some girl miming my voice. Right, right, right. You're like, wait a minute, that's not me. <laughs> I was like, mama, uh, lawyer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was a whole thing, and I was still halfway working with Shaka at that time, and, you know, it mm -hmm. was just a, like being thrown into a hurricane of things, sure. that, you know. But I'm that sure. record was number one in nine different countries before it me and the huge. rapper ever even met. It was huge. L let me ask you, like, as far as the process for 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 the mm -hmm. power, did do you just go? Did they tell you what to sing, or did you come up with all the that on your own? Okay, okay. I mm -hmm. said, and the song like is this, named you know, after what you said. I said, give give me a pack of cigarettes and a bottle of champagne and turn on the mic. That's how it came. What nothing written down, what nothing, it came straight from here. Like what, you know, and I mean, it was really stupid how I figured to do them. You know what and I mean? And you just belted that out. You just like, <laughs> uh-huh. Just sang some shit. I mean, really. And, and so I said, and then the second track they had already had a gap band Oops, up, Oops up. side mm -hmm. your head. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, that'd be easy. Uh -huh. I don't know mm -hmm. whether they knew I was with Gabin or just, that was Jesus playing another, mm -hmm. God playing another cruel joke mm -hmm. or what. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I just asked him, I was like, how do you say Opala? I mean, how do you say oops in German? They said mm-hmm. Opala. So I just said, you know, um, everybody say oops upside your head. Say oops upside your head. Somebody mm-hmm. say Opala. And then I thought, well, what do rappers say? Uh-huh. Here's what I want you to do. I just put your hands in the air and wave them like a jazz. Uh-huh. I don't care. Uh-huh. I mean, seriously. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. At the end of this song, which was a massive hit, still yeah. is over here in Europe. It mm-hmm. was the second single. I did that. I didn't even know that Rodney Dangerfield or whoever, not, not Roger Dangerfield, but what was the other guy, the other the comedian from Tough Guy from New York, you know, that had to look like Fonzie. Hmm. Um, he did that uh, Little Miss Muffet set on the Tuffet. What's in the ball, bitch? Oh, 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 know. oh, 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 the guy with the, the cigarette. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even yeah. know he had done that. I heard that somewhere. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was Leather jacket, joking. slick back hair. Yeah, I, I can't think yeah, of his yeah. name now. You're yeah. right, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, it'll come to me in a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was joking. And I, I my mind went back to Total Experience Studios and what I learned to do back then on a vocal was if I'd sang something wrong or that I didn't like, I would cuss in the track because I knew they couldn't keep it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I mean? They, uh-huh. I would have to take, do it over again. So I'm doing something with this thing, you know, just, just vibing on this thing. And um, I did something that I wanted to retake. Mm-hmm. And so I just started saying, little Miss Muffet sat on the top of it, eating her curds and whey. Long came a spider sat down beside her and said, what's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, what's in the bowl, bitch? And so I started laughing. I was like, no, 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 I was just uh-huh. joking. Uh-huh. Take me back to a certain, and the Germans looked at me with all the seriousness of a freaking um, checkpoint Charlie guard. It was like, no. We like this. Uh-huh. We will keep this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? my mother is going to hear that. What? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I was so mad. I was like, oh, man. And I was like, but you know what? She probably won't. Nobody will ever hear this. Uh-huh. So whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, you know, I didn't even fight that much. Right. And right. so they, the third track, I was like, you people must like nursery rhymes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they put the track on. Doom, 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 doom. I started singing. Mary had a little boy, but little did she know that mm-hmm. everywhere that Mary went, the little boy was sure to go. And the rapper mm-hmm. Mary, mm-hmm. a girl at a party, bad mm-hmm. face, fancy body. I don't know nothing about this European <laughs> pop, whatever uh, was going uh, on. I'm just right. This stuff is still massive to this day. And everything just as far as you are as far as you go, I mean it, it just just flows. It's just okay. I, I was doing some, I was just trying to make that little change mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and get back to London so I can go back to singing jazz stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> and did you do a lot of jazz stuff back then? Um well I sang with Shaka. Okay. So. Okay. You know, so but, that was but, but, but Shock is not really a jazz artist though. Well, you, there's you a say? whole lot of jazz down in there. 
I mean, okay. if you, if yeah, you yeah, just listen right, to the singles, right. that's right. If you just right. listen to the singles, but if you listen down in there, you get to the jazz. Right. She did the right. whole Echoes right. of an Era right. thing. And she does cover it. You're right. You're right. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, very I well, mean, I you know, she fancies herself, you know, more of a jazzier. And, you know, I mean, I started, um, I did, you know, I worked with, um, I wrote and did a duet with uh, Al Jarreau. I was working mm. with Jerry Hay. I was working with, you know, the only person that I really want to work does. with before I die that I haven't gotten a chance to work with is Donald Fagan. <sighs> I want that damn Steely Dan job. Mm. And I want, I went up to uh, Cindy Mizell and who else was singing with her? Ke- uh, Carolyn Lionheart, the girls that were singing with Steely Dan and mm-hmm. I was like, if, if y'all didn't sound so good, I would kill one of y'all to take your job. <laughs> I want, I want, and that that brings me to um, back to when my my Total Experience album was about to be released. Mm-hmm. Shaka was rehearsing for her. What album was that? No, it wasn't what you're gonna do for me because I was still in Cincinnati then. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might have been the "I Feel for You" thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. And see, and see when when I say as far as her, I mean you know she shock great great jazz vocalist, great good jazz vocalist. Oh, and when yeah. I say as far as the artist, I mean everything she did was more like the R and B pop yeah. thing or whatever. And you're right, she would drop like jazz things in there, you know. Yeah. And you're a lot right. of jazz stuff. And, oh yeah, you know, yeah. For the most that. part, that's what we listened to. That was uh-huh. our, those were our people. Right. You know, exactly. that was our tribe. Right. Of the music thing, you know, right. like we would have never did no. What was that group? Ooh, what song I hated. Was that one oh. way to do cutie pie? Cutie pie. Oh, you're the reason. <laughs> I I blame that song for how music started going down down downhill. I I hold that song responsible uh, for so much. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, <laughs> now I kind of like it, you know, because it's like right. the old school reminder back. Mm-hmm. But then I despise that damn song. Uh, mm-hmm. And um. But yeah, was that was I mean, that, was that who was that brick? Was it brick? No, one way, I think. One if, okay. I remember, okay. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, yeah, I mean, she was always, I mean, she worked with Miles and you know, she right. sings like a horn. That's right. that was she her did, thing. Very That's well she put. always told right. us singers, right. study horn lines, sing horn mm-hmm. lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Find mm-hmm. a whole new you in there. Sing the horn lines. Don't mm-hmm. even sing the singing part, sing the horn right. lines. Right. Right. You know, right. mm-hmm. and uh, so, you know, yeah. So, wh- so when are you going to drop your jazz album, Penny? I don't think I'm going to be doing a jazz album. You know, no, I would not. love to. Um, I don't even, I haven't considered myself actually even a musician over the past 10 years of doing this, festivals everywhere, all over the world. Mm-hmm. Because what I do with Snap is not necessarily music. I wouldn't call it music. <laughs> I would, I'm, what I, I am, I because you. this is what we all do. This mm-hmm. is what we all do. And we think we're doing music, mm-hmm. but, but somebody else has other plans for that. That's mm-hmm. why we're all crazy. What we do is we create tones and vibrations 
I was hoping you get to that. Into the serotonin levels mm-hmm. of humans. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're really energy producers. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. or we're advertisers, we're marketable, we're marketers, right. and we're promotions people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. may as well be a box of rice krispies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nap, crackle, and pop. Yeah, they get better. They get better distribution deals than we get. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. But um, you know, I it started uh, occurring to me because I don't really have to sing with Snap because people the world loves those songs so much that they sing them. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I know that's how you feel when when y'all start singing. I call your name. Y'all could mic, just, just shut up. Just, just hold the mic out. Right. <laughs> just y'all could just them be sing quiet. It. We mm-hmm. don't even. Yeah. Just be mm-hmm. quiet. We got mm-hmm. this. Right. Right. I'd be right in that audience with them. Like, mm-hmm. uh-uh, we got this. Mm-hmm. Right, right, <laughs> All right. singing off key and everything. But there <laughs> is a palpable energy that is created when people do things like that in concert with one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is why what we're doing is so valuable. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that we're, um, we're like medicine to people. Mm-hmm. And if... I don't know, maybe they do know what they're doing, but if they don't know what they're doing, if they thought about it, they would make us essential. You know? With that, and that's a very good point too, how do you feel about like the business coming out of, um, you know, coming out of the COVID crisis? How, how do you feel about the nature of the business? I mean, do we have do we have um, a chance of like recovering or? I mean, it's yeah, obviously well, it's going to be different. It's you know, like I think, I think that the the world governments, because things that are happening in America are not just happening there. This is a global thing, mm-hmm. and they all know something. They're not telling all of us. Mm-hmm. So everybody's mad with their, you know, and they, you know, they've used things like this to shut down protests. Because it's funny, people have risen up in China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. shut that down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People were rising up. They shut mm-hmm. all that rising up down. <laughs> how, how about there in Germany? Here in Germany? What do mm-hmm. you mean? Did have... people rise up? Well, you know, there were tens of thousands of people that gathered. But they uh, here in Frankfurt and Berlin, all over. But here in Germany, more than anything for the Black Lives Matter thing, they were doing that in solidarity because uh-huh. Germany does not have, the police here don't harass people. You know, they don't stop mm-hmm. people because they fit the bill. They don't, they, don't do, they don't do business like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. do more preventative, mm-hmm. you know, than anything. You know, they make it so you don't want to commit this crime. Uh, you know? mm-hmm. So we don't have- What, what a concept, right? <laughs> it's a trip. Uh, we don't uh, have, um, you know, car break-ins, home invasions, and then like nobody has a gun here. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a gun. Oh. You can't get a gun. I mean, unless you're real German and you're real vetted and you're a hunter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you say, we say unless you're, you're real German. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let me t- yeah, for real, because if mm-hmm. you know. Cause if 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 a whole bunch of Moroccans went over there filed for uh, gun licenses, they would not get them. Mm-hmm. So that's how they cut down the gun thing is they don't get your license to get one. 
You know what I mean? You, you can't get no license to get one. And if you have a, if you get caught with a gun, you know, that's just like a whole nother thing. You know, the, the, the Germans, they, you know, they're just like, um, you know, uh, they, they're, they're very um, practical. Like mm -hmm. say, for instance, my bank, when I come mm -hmm. to America and I go into a bank, it's complete culture shock for me because mm -hmm. everything's plexiglass, everybody's behind her, there's an armed guard over there, right. all of this. You're right. There are no, there are no, there's no plexiglass. Well, maybe now the little thin piece of plastic because of COVID. Right, right. But when I go to the bank, my banker comes out and hugs me. Mm. You know, like he still does that now, even though I mean, we then I get caught by the police mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. all that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's supposed to be socialist too. Right. But, you know, they don't, um, they don't have, they just got a desk and they ain't mm -hmm. even got, you know, and even a, it's, a, mm -hmm. it's just a table. Mm -hmm. You can see their legs, everything under it, because they don't handle cash. Mm. Everything's done by the computer. If you need to withdraw cash, they will punch it in the computer. You go to the machine right there, get up out of there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They'll punch in how much, but they don't handle cash at all. Wow. Wow. So they don't really have a, you know, it's a law that we separate our garbage. If you and do not, do it. they find paper in the plastic bin they will not pick up the garbage for your whole building for like two months. What? So as the garbage is piling up, everybody's looking at you. Right. <laughs> you right. know, right. and they know, and they know my stuff because a white mm -hmm. castle box or something from the military base is going to pop up out of there. Right. Something American. Right, right. A Miller wow. beer can, something, you know what I mean? There you so go. They know my garbage. You know? There you go, there you go. <laughs> So, so wow wow but yeah so, but i mean let me just say this one mm -hmm. fact and this is this is speaking to the gun thing in 2014 all the police in all of germany only shot 87 bullets in the whole country in the whole country the whole country all the police they only shot 87 bullets i'm in writing that <laughs> I was like, we got, we got teenage, we got, we got 10 year olds that shoot more than that before lunch <laughs> wow. in America. Wow. But a, a girlfriend of mine pointed out something very interesting about that. Cause you know, like this girl, one girl came over here and she was sitting there watching TV and she, she just started crying. Mm -hmm. She said, I just realized I haven't heard gunshots. Wow. I haven't heard any gunshots. Like, I just realized I, I can't even, you know, it just mm -hmm. shocked her. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But uh, 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 what was I, uh, 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 somebody came over here, darn. Mm -hmm. oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. But anyway, uh -huh. they don't, you know, like it, it's a whole different, different uh, mode different of operation. Wow. It's good wow. though. I like it. Oh, 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 I remember now. I'm sorry. See, I no, that's okay. You, that's okay. All that stuff. Um, this one girl that I know, she's like, she comes from a Romanian gypsy background. And she said, the problem with the fact that, that there are no guns here is if something goes down, nobody can protect their families. Oh. She said, shit, at least the Americans can protect their families. I thought 
That's an interesting thought. That is. That is. Okay. One of those things. Now you could get stabbed, but that's probably one of the Turkish people. You know. We have, you know, like no offense to anyone, but the Turkish oh. are like the Mexicans of Europe. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Is that kind of thing? <laughs> so, okay. Well, listen, I, I, I definitely, you know, we're going to wrap it up, but I wanted to ask you. Is, we can do part two now. Hey, we can come back. We can come back for sure. I'd love to have you back for sure. Let me ask you about the language, though. Oh, there's a there's um, a reason why you didn't learn. Am I oh, getting that right? right? There's a reason you here's didn't learn why, German. Yeah, here's why. Because I, I, was, I, was, I, was, telling Penny when, I was telling Penny when I, when I first came up in elementary school, we were taught German. So I had asked her before this. OK, so I'm going to have to learn German or whatever so we can we can talk or whatever. And Penny's like, no, you don't have to worry about that. And there's a reason for it. I do not speak good German because for one thing, I get paid to be an American. They like me American. You know, okay. they like me, they like me black American. You know, <laughs> okay. If I can be hood like some of them people they see on YouTube, that's even better. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, hey, I can do that. I can right, right. That. I, can do that. <laughs> I grew you up know. doing that. <laughs> I, I try to represent our people very well over here in the Europe. Okay. European country. But um, when I, I'm traveling to places like Albania, Bulgaria, Latvia, you know, all over Russia, places that, you know, most black people would never be. Mm -hmm. um, they, if, if I don't speak American English, they think I'm African and they'll treat you differently because really? to them, African means um, immigrant and refugee. Uh... You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so they'll send you to somebody like, what are you doing here? You know, I'll send you to somebody's kitchen. What? But once you, you speak American, they go, oh, uh -huh. where are you from? Because, uh -huh. you know, you could be from Canada or somewhere else, but they know right. I'm not from England mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm not speaking mm -hmm. British English right. unless right. I want to. Right. I was just going to say, there. unless you want to. Okay. Right. And right. you could. Mm -hmm. right, right, right. Right. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh -huh. but um, you know, they automatically go, oh, you're American, we're American. And I don't say Ohio because they don't really know Ohio. I mean, I say Ohio sometimes, uh -huh. even uh -huh. though Cincinnati and Frankfurt are sister cities. Cincinnati was... is very German, very German. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. Everybody's German in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Everybody, that's where the Germans power mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At any rate, um, um, they, uh, you know, they love um, Starbucks. They mm -hmm. love everything American. Everything is Americanized. They got mm -hmm. their own hip hop over here. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. looks and, and, and the same as our hip hop. I was going to ask if it's, it's it the same. German. Wow. Poland, they got their own hip hop community. It all looks just like Jay-Z, Beyonce, all this whole, but mm -hmm. it's just in their language. And it's a whole thing. And I was just going to ask, as far as language and everything, rhythmically, like lyrically or whatever, are, are, are they cognizant? Are they, are they paying attention to rhythms as well, vocally? Does that make sense? Um, yeah, in a way. In a way. Uh, okay. I mean, it's kind of hard sometimes with the translations. Right. Okay. But 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 English is a Germanic language. 
So many of the words, it's not necessarily as difficult as you would think. Many of the words are the same. Like we say friend, they say flond. Ah, uh, you know? okay, okay. Um, Still one syllable. There's certain, yeah. Sometimes they have a whole lot of syllables for something that we make one syllable. Okay. But okay. you know, there's different, and there's different sentiments. Like you don't say something like, you know how we say, take care. You don't say something like that here because to me, to them, that means watch your back. Mm. It's like, be careful. They're like, what, what, what you mean by that? Mm -hmm. You might be ready to fight. Mm -hmm. That's confrontational mm -hmm. to them. Mm. Uh, one other important thing is we don't say, see you later, unless you are going to see them later. You know, for oh, us, so they actually plan on that might mean later today. That might mean later this week. That might be later in life. Whenever. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right. But, but there, they're they actually planning. You say, see you later. They're they planning on seeing you later. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they'd be mad if you don't if you show don't... up. What? Oh, wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, sticklers for time. Don't be late. What? Really? Don't be late. An another, another thing is like, what a concept. You mean be on time? Right. And everything works here. I mean, you know, like if you have, everything like, works. most people, well, everything, the, the concepts work. Mm -hmm. Like because most mm -hmm. people hang their clothing here, mm -hmm. especially in the summer. They hang mm -hmm. their clothing online. I ain't hanging nothing. <laughs> I got a dryer. Okay. Uh -huh. Now, if you want to have a dryer, your electric bill might go up expeditiously. Oh, okay. Because they're conservationists. Mm. over here so they're very heavy into the conservation so if you want to have i like my clothes warm and fluffy mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what i mean you gotta so pay i for have it. a dryer so okay. you know, i pay that a little extra but yeah. you know i mean it, it's it's really not that bad to get used to it's mm -hmm. great they got everything mm -hmm. they got pizza hut kfc's on every corner i've had kfc i had kfc in transylvania what? And it looked like the, the building looked like the Adams family house, but it was really it was KFC. What? When you when you get a chance, you gotta send me a picture of that. I got I gotta see that. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think I, gotta I got it that. somewhere. I gotta <laughs> gotta dig it up. It might be on my old hard drive, but right, right. But right. I, I I'm sure there's one on there's one on the doggone internet. Online. Look it up. Yeah, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Transylvanian KFC. They got we'll that do. on every corner. I went to my store up the street and usually you know i have to go to the army base to get mm -hmm. american stuff mm. the other day i found out they're rolling out miller genuine draft over here uh oh <laughs> so i went to my store which they wouldn't have it because it wouldn't be an import and i saw like cases of miller genuine draft and did you like, load it did you load up <laughs> i bought three or four of them because they were the big cans but you know <laughs> i mean that's there you go. I actually you... wish it was high life. You uh, know what I'm saying? <laughs> My family. Man, we're going they, back. When I, when I go there and I see a Miller high life, I get so excited. There oh. you go. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know. And especially awesome. on my father's side, because they're so bourgeois. Oh yeah. That oh, yeah. I make sure I enter the door with two White Castle double cheeseburgers and 40 ounce of Miller <laughs> High Life. Just to get the party started right. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, listen, listen, yes. in I got one more question to ask you in close. Yeah, okay. no problem. As far as like advice that 
that you have to offer like those people that are up and coming in the business? Um, what, what would you advise them? And I mean, you know, you, you, you see, there's so much that we didn't cover. Cause I mean, you've done a lot, right. like over the years. And all that. That um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. um, the thing is it's very hard to be absolutely honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to encourage someone to get into this business. Mm. Um, the only time I understand, I, I get ever, that. I totally get it. The only time I ever get the the urge to maybe give someone some encouragement to get into the business is if I re- I see parts of myself in them like I'm gonna do this music or you just kill me mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. if they don't have that you know like just a strong like you know you might well you can help me or not but I'm gonna mm-hmm. do this you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. um, otherwise I almost don't even know how to encourage them just only thing I would say is realize what tribe you're in. Some people are very talented, but not everybody's an entertainer. Ah, not everybody knows how to engage people. Point. And that's what great you're doing point. out there. Mm-hmm. Some people are very talented and they can sing their butts off, but all they do is stand there with a mic stand and, and the mic and the stand and they're singing. They may mm-hmm. as well be singing in the mirror. Mm-hmm. They're not engaging with people. You're mm-hmm. connecting with these people. And people don't understand that's the that's the real business part of it is that they need us to program these people to go buy some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a lot of power. We, we we make people laugh, we make people cry, we make people procreate. Mm. <laughs> that's that's powerful. And these corporations, they can't, you know, they can't mm-hmm. do that. So they have mm-hmm. to get us, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and, and they have and- to and to, to your point, like you said, I mean, you know, as far as like, you know, what we do as as entertainers or, or whatever, there are so many like different aspects in this business. And you've done a lot of them. Uh, you know, the, the the fact that you 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 were a songwriter and I mean, you actually that was actually your business for for, you know, a year, a couple of years or whatever. And that's how I got to if, the artist. Thing. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, there like you said, you know, there are some people that aren't singers. Maybe your thing is right is I'm going to write songs here if that's your thing do that you know <laughs> don't feel that because well, you write right, i have stay, to sing you find know your, find your yeah. tribe don't mm-hmm. be trying to get in somebody else's I love tribe. that mm-hmm. i mean i i worked a lot as a session singer mm-hmm. in in la as a young girl mostly because i could go in and stack 16 tracks of vocals in less than an hour mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have your stuff sound like a choir mm-hmm. and they didn't need to have five people and five mics. And I don't know, very few singing. people that can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, but that came from choir. You know, mm-hmm. that came from being in church choir. You got, sometimes you got to sing soprano, sometimes you got to sing tenor. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Awesome. And, and, you know, don't ask me what key it's in. You got the middle part. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. whatever key it starts in, that's what you sing, you know. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, re- you know, like re- relentless training. Right. right. Um, from that, which there was no theory, there was no structure. You sing as the spirit leads you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I grew up like that. And people used to have to, people used to say to me all the time, we're gonna have to pay you by the pound and not by the hour. Because uh-huh. you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're never gonna make any money. And I'm like looking at them like, I'm supposed to make money? <laughs> I'm having so much fun. You're gonna pay me to have this much fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and that's how I felt about it back then. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I tell a lot of people. Say, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'd say the way the the way the thing is structured now, you, you might as well get started. Don't wait till it's late. Um, you have to get out there. You have to create your own content. You have to find your own fans. Mm-hmm. And you build your own thing. You essentially you are your own record company mm-hmm. until you start generating some numbers. Then they come take over. There you go. <laughs> and if they can't take over, they'll just squash you. <laughs> that right. is your musical history lesson. <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> and, th- and there it is. And that's where we're going to close this. I mean, that's close. I mean, that was that was perfect. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Penny Ford, thank you so much for being on the playground where the players play. We look forward to getting together again. <laughs> We're going to get together and I'm going to, I'm going to write, I'm going to mark this off my bucket list. I'm going to put it on the bucket list so I can mark Uh-oh. it off the bucket I'm saying there'll never be with you. Ooh. I look like, forward to I'm that. Probably that means gonna I gotta... drink too. I'm going to put my hands up in the air and <laughs> sing it off key like the people that be in the audience too. Like, <laughs> and, and I'll join you in the drink part. 